Welcome to another edition of the Valero Verdict. This is another NFL prediction show. Today, we're going to talk about the NFC West. This and the AFC North were two of the hardest divisions to really talk about. There's such a tight race between all four teams in this division. And folks, that's why I saved these two for last. Not only am I glad I saved these two for last, because after yesterday, the Seahawks blew the world away by trading for Javion Clowney. I think that's going to be a fantastic addition, which kind of jumbled up my standings just a little bit, I think. But as always, I'm joined in the studio with the bailiff. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm kind of ready to dive in these divisions. Folks, do us a favor. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to the show. We're going to have some NFL shows throughout the season where we're going to talk about what teams we like, what teams we don't like, et cetera, et cetera, as the season progresses. Do us a favor. Hop on over and follow the show on Twitter at Valero Verdict. And folks, let's go ahead and dive right in to the NFC West. Folks, because I think this division is as close as any division is going to be this year with, I think, any team finishing fourth and any team finishing in first. I am completely unsure of how we're going to go about this one, but we're going to try it up a little bit different this episode. Bailiff, hit us with the over and under for not just one, but all four teams heading into the season. All right, well, starting off the over and under for the Arizona Cardinals is five wins. Then we have the Seattle Seahawks with eight and a half wins. The over and under for the San Francisco 49ers is eight wins, and the Rams is ten and a half wins. Yeah, folks, there's a lot of difference. Obviously, there's a vast difference between your Rams and the Cardinals, but I don't think there's that much of a difference team-wise from top to bottom. Arizona's defense is going to be a lot, a lot, give up a lot of points this year. But there's with Cliff Kingsbury in, Kyler Murray in at quarterback, I think we're going to see a lot of teams surprised by what they can bring to the table. And I think that that diversity itself is why I think they have a potential to win eight or nine games this year. Because it's going to be an interesting season. The first season is always interesting for a team like that, bringing something different to the table, this high-octane offense. Now, obviously, they're going to have to stop some people. And that defense is a question mark. Now, on the flip side of that, you have the 49ers that have the same exact in, uh, issue. Their defense is awful, but they've done a lot of things this offseason to improve that pass rush, which was in the bottom of the league last year in sacks. They gave up 435 yards per game last year, was which was brutal to watch week to week. I cannot believe that they didn't upgrade the secondary because there's a lot of questions outside Sherman, but I did love the addition to uh, Bosa, and I did love the big trade for D. Ford. I think those are two huge upgrades. On the defensive side for the Seahawks, I at first, before this past week, I had the Seahawks taking a step back. I actually had the Seahawks finishing fourth place, but I say that finishing fourth place, I had them at a poultry nine and seven. I think the worst team in this division could be nine and seven. Now, obviously, I, I'm a little higher on the Cardinals, but I think with the most recent trade, trade for the Seahawks, picking up Clowney, I think that's a fantastic addition for the pass rush, which I was really concerned with because I did lose Frank Clark, and that was a huge hole. I did think them losing Earl Thomas, Doug Baldwin, and Justin Coleman were all issues as well. But I do believe Clowney is going to make his presence known early and often for this team. I love the move that they made to pick him up. They did not have to give up a whole lot for him, which was fantastic on their part as well. Which I'm going to criticize the Texans a lot here in a little bit on the future episode. But on the flip side of that. Are the Rams going to be as good as they were last year? They had a couple couple subtractions this offseason that I think can hurt them a little bit. Sue is gone. He was a dominant president. No, he wasn't fantastic and he wasn't great. There's questions on their defense as well. Um, 
they have to be able to stop the run. And and the team did they didn't resign Sue, they didn't sign Barron. It's going to be trouble. If they cannot stop the run, it's going to be very hard for the Rams to get the ball on their side of the field because the time's just going to tick away. There's questions surrounding Gurley on that offense. There's question on surrounding whether Goff is going to be as good as we think that he can be, which I don't think that he can be. I think that he's not going to be he's not going to be able to take that next step. This team looked awful in that Super Bowl. They looked really brutal. The defense looked great, but the offense looked truly, truly questionable This uh, in that Super Bowl. So there's so many questions on the defensive side of ball for all four of these teams, which is why I think that it's going to be so competitive within the division. Now, their non-conference games this year for this team, for all four teams, actually, they're going to play the... Um, they're going to play the NFC. They're, I'm sorry. They're going to play the AFC North, which of course is Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati being the wash there, obviously. But that's three hard games for each one of these division, uh, division, divisional teams, outside playing each other as well. And of course, you have to factor in that they're going to play some other hard games against the NFC South. They have the Falcons on the radar. They have the Panthers on the radar. They have the Saints. You know, and then they have the Bucks as well. All four teams that are pretty solid and consistent year in, year out. Some of them made an upgrade. Some of them have not. But the thing about it is these, these games are not going to be easy. So once you take that into factor that they're going to play the NFC South and they're going to play the AFC North, those games, and then they're going to play each other, they're going to beat each other up all season long. But folks, I tell you what, on the offside, offensive side of ball, I think there's a lot to like on every single one of these teams. The Rams, they bring back Goff. They have Gurley. They have Cooks. They have Cooper coming back. I mean, the list goes on and on for this team. The 49ers, obviously they have Jimmy G. My boy Jimmy G, I love the guy. My biggest critique of this team this offseason Odell Beckham Jr. was available and could have been had. This team didn't go get him. Antonio Brown was available. It could have been had. This team didn't go get him. I highly am very highly critical of what the 49ers did this offseason to upgrade their offensive their offensive wide receiver position. They did add some pieces through the draft, but I don't think any of the guys that they added can equate to an Antonio Brown, an Odell Beckham Jr. That was really disappointing to see them. They're loaded. Uh, they're somewhat loaded with okay players in the running back position. They did upgrade getting Tevon Coleman from the Falcons, which I love that move. I think that's going to be one of the highly underrated moves of the offseason because I think he's going to be able to run the ball. I think with the him and the Breda in the backfield, I think they're going to be a great one-two punch. But I do think they lack the offensive weapons to really, really succeed within the division. Because I do have George Kittle, who I think is one of the best tight ends in football. But outside of that, they're really lackluster. Uh, Pettis came on late in the end of the season. And then also, as well as Marquise Goodwin, he had a good chemistry with Jimmy G before, obviously, he got hurt last year. So there's some questions within that offense. Of course, like we already talked about with the Arizona Cardinals, that offense is going to be revamped and reju rejuvenized because last year they finished worse in every statistical category on offense that you can think. They had a gross net of 2,500 yards last year. 2,500. That's absolutely absurd. You got Fitzgerald back. You have Christian Kirk. You have a couple guys that they added. Hakeem Butler actually went on the injured reserve, which that is kind of worrisome because he was actually one of the better run, uh, wide receivers coming out of the draft. Andy Isabel and Keyshawn Johnson, not Keyshawn, not that Keyshawn Johnson, folks, is back in the um, 
all uh, all offensive weapons that they yeah, added. That's, They're that's still that. weak at the tight end position that I'm not very pleased with, but I'm really really excited to see what the what the Cardinals are going to bring to the uh, table offensively because I think the Kingsbury and Murray combination is going to be a lot of fun to watch week to week. And, of course, the Seahawks offense we can talk about as well. Folks, I love, love, love Russell Wilson. I think he's one of five quarterbacks in the NFL that I consider, quote-unquote, elite. I love watching him play. I think that he's he's just I don't know. I'm just in love with the guy. I think that he's fantastic to watch. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He has proven it year in, year out. Uh, DK Metcalf was an absolute steal in the draft of the wide receiver position. I love that pickup. Doug Baldwin's going to be missed, but you got Tyler Lockett out there. I think he's fantastic as well. They've got some weapons. Chris Carson's going to step up to the plate and take this running back position, and he's going to absolutely run with it. He's going to be able to be that three-down running back that they need consistently. I love the way this team runs the ball. They lead the league in rushing pretty much year in and year out. They're like in the top five consistently every year, but I love what Chris Carson brings to the table. And then on top of that, obviously, we talked about all the offenses now. Bailiff, we talked about all the offenses. So now... I'm about to reveal to you where each one of these teams is going to finish. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. All right, now for my predictions in the NFC West. Now, folks, just one week ago, this is how I had this division working out. Seahawks in fourth at 9-7, and seven, the Cardinals in third at 9-7, and seven, the 49ers in second at 10-6, and six, and the Rams in first at 10-6. and six. Now, as you can see, all these teams finishing within a game of each other. So at any given point, like Seattle's facing San Francisco in week 17, that game, in my opinion, is going to define who is going to get that last wild card slot. Because honestly, I'm going back and forth in my head right now of how I think this division is going to lay out. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Jimmy G. I think he's uh, he's going to be one of the better up-and-coming quarterbacks in this league. He's got to prove it, obviously. He has not proved a lot of it. He's got to stay healthy. But honestly, this is how I got it finishing, folks. I've got the Arizona Cardinals finishing 8-8 eight and eight now. I, I, I think that um, there's a lot of questions within this team. Uh, defensively, I think they're going to surprise some folks, but I think they're going to struggle defensively, is which is going to cause them to have a good season but not have that good of a season. I think it's going to step forward into the future for them. Coming in at third place is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to stick with my gut on this one, folks. I'm going to stick with my gut. I've got the Seattle Seahawks finishing 9-7. and seven. I do think that this game, Week 17, Seattle versus San Francisco, that game is going to determine 
the last wild card spot. And I'm going to take the 49ers in that game just by my gut. I think the Seahawks made the right move with Clowney. I just think that the 49ers are just going to gel a little bit better this year. They're one of my surprise teams this year, along with the Raiders that I think are going to make the playoffs this year. So I'm going to go with the with the 49ers in second at 10 and 6, and I'm going to continue and think that the Rams are going to win the division at 10 and 6. So that's fourth place Cardinals, third place Seahawks, second place 49ers, and first place Rams. That's how I think the dominoes are going to fall within the NFC West, folks. Folks, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Valero Verdict NFL Prediction Show. Do us a favor, hop on over to Twitter, give the Valero Verdict Show a follow at Valero Verdict, give the bailiff a follow at TVV Bailiff, give me a follow at Ricky Valero underscore, and give and hop on over to the um, sportscript.com for all my latest articles. Also, do me a favor and check out my new podcast. It's called The Debbie Delight. It tackles all the college football guys that we think that should be on your radar heading into the fantasy football season. Do us a favor and check out a fantastic new app, Rumble, R-U-M-B-L, where you can create content on a day-to-day basis with videos. It's a fantastic app. I'm on there myself. It's great. Use hashtag Rumble with Ricky, and we can be entered in a raffle together to win some prizes. And as always, folks, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, the courtroom's adjourned.